This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 16th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready for what should be an awesome Game 6 tonight in Cleveland. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some news and notes. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. I've been very adult. I, I'm in like this grown-up thing. I did. Uh, I have uh, my garage. I put this pegboard up. I got all these hooks and shelves. I've been doing that. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like my dad, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day coming up soon. Yeah, true. He'll probably be uh, proud of me for for that. I gotta send him a picture. He'll probably put it on his. Uh... My dad has the most organized garage of any human being, man. It's like <laughs> he has shelves everywhere and all this hanging stuff. Like it's insane. All these compartments. Like and I put this pegboard up. He'd be so proud of me. I haven't even told him yet. But, uh... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah, he's he's the the master of storage. Like actually, quick quick funny story. Um, I was a Jets fan growing up. We went to all the games, and we we would tailgate and everything. And the way he packed the car for like the grill and everything was just a crazy, crazy thing. And if I had, if I, I would help out, if there was one thing we we'd have a little bit of wiggle room on space. But if there was one thing slightly misplaced, he would like go off me, man. It was crazy. <laughs> man. My dad's the complete opposite, man. We had we had a three car garage, and he would collect jeeps, and he'd have just just one jeep, and this one jeep would take up all three spots because he didn't want no nothing else near it, oh, nothing. Man. So the whole th- three car garage was just his jeep. It's oh crazy. man, yeah. It's, I spent so much time in my garage man, the past couple of days. Need, need basketball back, man. What am I gonna <laughs> What are we gonna do this off season? And by the way, there are, there's a lot of basketball coming up uh, in the off season. Have you, have you checked that out, how much basketball we have on, on the schedule here? We have the July 4th to 10th, we have the Olympic qualifying round. So we'll see Giannis Antetokounmpo and a lot of other players out there. We have Summer League basically from the 2nd, starting in Orlando, carrying all the way to the 18th. We have free agency on the 1st. We have the draft next week. We have the Olympics on August 6th to the 20th. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no break, man. It's it's. It's cool, and it's there's like no days off, man. It's like a workout grind. I guess hope a lot of these stars actually play in the Olympics. I'm hearing a lot of these guys are dropping out. Yeah, I don't blame them though, man. Like if you're an NBA player, and I was talking about this with Ryan, like, dude, you got all that dough, man. If I if mm-hmm. I had that kind of money, man, I would go on some serious vacation, man. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> I mean, you're playing six, six, seven, eight months out of the year. You just gotta relax for a while. Yeah, for sure, man. Like put that put that money to use, man. I mean, all my dynasty players, I'm like, take the summer off. Yeah, <laughs> I man, mean, for sure. Relax. A lot of guys, I mean, I feel like the guys that play in summer league really do benefit, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, obviously, CJ McCollum was a guy who first year summer league was pretty good, really high volume, and then second year summer league really grew, um, yeah. which really kind of exposed his breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You got to so, mention, mention Aaron Gordon, too. For that's sure. That's really, yeah. that's what else's breakthrough party. 
Yeah, man, he was so good last year. Didn't I, he didn't really live up to expectations? I thought he was a little rough around the edges, but we knew he was going to be raw. So maybe yeah. this year, uh, you can see it though. Oh yeah, the, the talent's there for sure. And He's, Rodney Hood's another prime example. And I'll yeah, stop. man, da, yeah, Rodney Hood's a great example. Dante Exum was, and I think Marcus Smart's kind of the counter example. Yeah. Uh, before he broke his wrist, uh, he was mm-hmm. awesome uh, when he played a couple games in Utah Summer League. He was just yeah. like, awesome. He was unbelievably good, but mm-hmm. didn't quite to work out that way for him last season. Yeah. Possible trade candidate. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Game 6. Uh, Ryan and I covered most of Game 5, uh, but obviously the big storyline coming back is Draymond Green returning uh, did not play in Game 5. Obviously you guys knew that, and they missed him, man. Uh, they played Harrison yeah. Barnes at the five for nine minutes, uh, one minute before the Bogut injury, and then he was uh, at the five when Bogut hurt his knee. Bogut is out tonight, uh, likely at six to eight weeks, so he's out for most of his off season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you what do you do with Draymond Green? And do you start the death lineup out of the gate? Hundred percent, you start the death lineup, but. We always say that we never know what Kerr's going to do. Like he wants to get every player on his roster involved. You, McAdoo, you might see, baby. Yeah, he might see <laughs> McAdoo start tonight just because he wants. Like, I don't know. Like, in a way, I like that. But you don't mess around in the finals. You start. You start your best lineup right away. And I would start Green at the five. Yeah, they used that lineup at most last finals for twenty-one minutes, which is quite a bit. Very yeah. Very Stan Van Gundy like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I probably see that lineup starting, and I, I would no question start it right out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. Put the pressure on him. Um, McAdoo did not look good in Game Five. Mm-hmm. Um, he always looked like a chump. I mean, this yeah. is, this is a guy who was making a lot of money, kind of leading into the finals. And not anymore. Nah, he's really, really. Uh, it's been not been a festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, by the maybe way, it's his knee. Maybe it's his knee. You never yeah, know. true. He he may be running out of gas a little bit. By the way, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm back for uh, season nine. I'm super stoked about that. Now I've actually never seen that show, and Dude. people tell me since I love Seinfeld that I have to watch. You have that. to if you love Seinfeld, man. You have to watch Kirby. Yeah. I actually like it more than Seinfeld. Wow, that's that's yeah. bold. Yeah, it's a little bit more aggressive because they could yeah. curse and it's HBO. So yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I've seen every episode like ten times. Um, yeah, I I love Curb man. It's very more a little bit more blunt, but mm-hmm. same a little bit more um, everyday scenario which you can kind of relate to, which is what Seinfeld kind of made its money off of. Yeah, so, yeah. Curb Curb is like my favorite show, man. Uh, I gotta so, give a shout out to Bloodline real quick. Oh yeah, the show on Netflix. I'll yeah. tell you what, that show is intense, man. That's probably next, man. Um, like, yeah, like after season one, you think where can this show go, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, this is nuts. <laughs> It's awesome. Damn. It reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad, like that kind of drama. Oh, cool. I'll have to yeah. check that out. I'm definitely going to be looking for a new show. Hopefully, we have uh, basketball on Sunday. Uh, yeah. So, who do you – I mean, we got to talk about Harrison Barnes, another guy who was like out of the gate during the season. Awesome. <laughs> uh, rising usage rate, rising efficiency, really good isolation player, better defense, but ankle injury on, I think, November 27th to be exact. He went down, took a long time to get back, and he has not been the same. Had a terrible, terrible game five when he had so much pressure on him. Two for 14 from the field. Defense wasn't there. Obviously, was playing out of position at the five. So do you see a Harry B uh, comeback at all? Or what, what, do you, uh, what do you do with him? Yeah, I, I do because Draymond Green makes everyone around him better. Yep. Like, His, I think you, you put this – hold on. This does uh, make Harrison Barnes' free agency a little trickier. Because it kind of proves that he's maybe not that go-to player yet. 
Yeah. Like, he needs to be surrounded. He's more of, like, a, a glorified role player. Like, playing with Draymond, it makes his job so much freaking easier. He doesn't have to guard LeBron James or any of that crap. And, uh, yeah, like, I think we'll definitely see a comeback in Game 6. He'll be a lot better, I believe. Yeah, his efficiency is about, uh, I think, 9% higher true shooting with Draymond versus with, mm-hmm. without Draymond. Uh, right. Season and playoffs. So... That that coming back, like you said, big. He's going to play um, a little bit less pressure on him on defense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll be better than he was in Game Five. He has to be, uh, but he's played huge, huge minutes um, right up there at the top of the at the, of the team. Um, and yeah, playing now playing three positions um, with so much yeah. Harry B at the five spots. But yeah, I, I don't see him being a, a max player anymore. Good mm-hmm. news is he's he's young. He's only twenty three. So uh, a max deal at that age isn't as harsh as it would be for like. And Al Horford or KD, even um, those guys who have been in the league longer, but still, I mean, I'd I'd still give him a max deal over those guys you just mentioned. Yeah, just well, he's a better age factor. Yeah, he's a better value. I mean, you're going to get him in his prime right there. I mean, you'd rather pay uh, max money for a guy in his 24, five, and six seasons or 27 too if they want um, versus a guy who's 31, two, three, four. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I take him over Bradley Beal any day. Would you? Yeah, and it's not it's not because Bradley Beal's not a good player. It's because that leg injury would scare me. Yeah, I don't take what Beal, if what man. if he becomes the next Eric Gordon with the leg injury? You never know. <laughs> oh, it's cold. I know. Beal, Just saying. That's part of Washington, man. I don't I don't blame Beal too much. They played him like forty minutes a night right before he got hurt. Dude, don't do that. Bradley Beal is not a forty minute a game player. Nobody yeah. is. I mean, Jimmy Butler did it, and we're kind of seeing that now. He's kind of running a gas. Uh, James Harden's kind of an anomaly. He's played a lot of big minutes lately. Been super mm-hmm. durable too. Yeah. Um, well, he's only missed one game in the last two seasons. Um, yeah, and don't don't play your guys forty minutes, especially with this history, man. Like that's on Whitman too. Like the team, yeah. the team set limits for him, and Whitman just went over him. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't. I mean, yes, it's Beal's leg. I mean, every single year he's been in the league, he's had this issue, but he's good, man. I, yeah, I see don't his... get me wrong. Like I love Beal. Like I I don't want that to happen to him because he's a really good player. But the way Washington treats him, like yeah. It'll change with Scott Brooks, though. Yeah, I mean, play him, play him thirty-three minutes a game, like mm-hmm. consistently. You'll you'll be fine. I mean, just uh, all that all that stress on his leg, and it wasn't nearly as bad this time around. Yeah, um, and, like I mean, they called it before it was a fracture. It was just a reaction. Yep, so yeah, yeah, it's nothing, nothing severe. It was kind of. A, I mean, they probably could have played through it, but it's more like, hey, we'll shut you down. We don't want to have your leg break in half. Right. <laughs> all right, so. Let's see here. Let's anything else you want to? What do you think about Curry? Uh, a lot of people are killing Curry, but he's sitting on a sixty true shooting percentage. Uh, fun little spa, fun little stat: sixty true shooting is hard, and only a handful of players have played thirty minutes a game. There's been ninety players who played thirty minutes a game, by the way, uh, nice. and only let's see five players have hit sixty true shooting. Uh, that's Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, and Dwight Howard. Wow. Uh, so I mean, sixty-two shooting is is kind of a uh, it's tough to accomplish, but people are killing Curry. <laughs> yes, that one thirty-eight point game highly inflates those numbers, and he wouldn't be close to true shooting without a uh, sixty-two shooting without that. So mm-hmm. do you see Curry as kind of a? An, I mean, MVP is up for grabs. It could be LeBron, it could be Curry, it could be Dre, it could be Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't really think Kyrie's there. So do you see Curry having like an MVP kind of a shut it down game? If he drops forty, he's the MVP. If not, I'm going Iguodala all the way. And Draymond, I think if Draymond yeah, you, got, has a big you can game. give Draymond too. If Draymond didn't miss that game, I think that hurt him a little bit. 
But if, without Draymond, that proved how value, most valuable player. If he's out and they lost, that's pretty valuable. It's true. It's a tough call right now. I mean, obviously, you have to consider LeBron James, too. Like, yeah. I'm not his biggest fan, but he's been unreal, yeah, especially last, last year, game. He was probably the runner-up um, in my mind. I think he wasn't runner-up. Well, they don't really have a, a hardcore vote, but yeah. Um, he, he was him and you could have given the MVP to LeBron, no problem Easily. last year. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean his, his game five was unreal. Ryan and I talked about it. Anything you, you th- what about LeBron? By the way, uh, I guess changing gears here, or anything you want to add on Golden State? Um, if Clay. they don't start the death lineup, what do you think the alternative is? Do you think it's Azili or McAdoo? Uh, I'm going Azili. Yeah, I think he would start. I I wouldn't like wholeheartedly would not start them. And I, I mean, considering the success they had that lineup with last at last season. Yeah. against them and how they've fared pretty well with it this season uh, and how much they missed Draymond in game five, like started out of the gate, man, like just right. go with it. Draymond, at the, Draymond's their best rim protector um, yep. for defensive field goal percentage against at the rim. He's number one on the team. Um, yeah. Just he's, he's a fine, fine rim protector. Yeah. No reason to mess around. And another thing we'll switch gears to the Cavaliers. Do the Cavaliers switch their lineups? You think Kevin Love starts again? Apparently, Ty Lue says that Kevin Love's going to start. I don't know if I believe him, though. I know. I go back. I think they go back to Richard Jefferson. Let's talk about Love, man. Uh, obviously, you've seen his stat line, one for five from the field. But if you look at his second-half stats, it's even worse. Uh, no <laughs> points, one board, one assist, one block, two fouls, 15 minutes. That's good for a 3.1 usage rate um, and a 3.1 total rebound rate. Uh, we're talking about a guy who led the NBA in double-doubles in his last year in Minnesota. He was fourth in triple-doubles, and now he is a scrub. Uh, I, I went on a radio show with uh, Mark Malone for NBC Sports in L.A., and yeah. I called him, if you play on a slow-pitch softball team, he's their catcher. <laughs> like, you just throw him out there. Dude, just throw the ball back to the pitcher. You're good. <laughs> um, so what do, you, what do you do with love? I mean, like, do you like, – we, we, do you think we should bring him off the bench? How many minutes do you see him playing? Do you give him like any sort of offensive responsibility? I mean, defensive responsibility? Like, what do you do with Kevin Love? Is in such a rut right now. If I was Lou, I'd bring him off the bench, and if he's not hot, I'd sit him the rest of the game because he was embarrassing, man. Oh my god, Let's get out! He of the was way, absolutely dude. embarrassing. And then with Draymond Green in, like he's going to be even more of a ghost on defense. So you just got to see if he's hot. He's hot, like. Any player at home could be hot. Like we yeah. saw big games with Delvadova last year at home. Yeah. You never know who's gonna who's gonna have the hot hand. So give him a few minutes, see how he does, and if he doesn't, he gets gotta switch it up. Yeah, uh, Lou said he wants to go with this lineup because it's what got him here. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Um, but you didn't play the Warriors eighty-two games. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I and I'm not a Richard Jefferson guy, and I wasn't I wasn't in favor of starting RJ when Love was out. Uh, I would have started Mozzie, but it worked out, man. They were great in that game. Um, they haven't looked really great with that lineup since. Um, so I, I guess I, I don't really fault starting Love. Like you said, if he has a hot hand, uh, a guy who's, like, like I just said, fully capable of being a superstar um, yeah. when he's on, but he just hasn't been on. So, I mean, yeah. If Love's that cold, I'd give his minutes to Fry. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's better, it's better than Love was in Game 5. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... Uh, kind, of, kind of another wild card I thought was Iman Shumpert's um, second half defense on Clay Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. J.R. Smith hasn't been very good um, offensively, defensively. He's really fallen off. I mean, Ty Lue's called him the best defender on the team like a month ago. 
Um, and he, ha- <laughs> he has not looked like that lately, and he's really looked lost with the kind of the complicated offense that Golden State's running. So do you right. see Shumpert getting a little bit more run, not more than J.R. Smith, but taking minutes away from him, you know, maybe close to 28, 29 minutes for Shump? I mean, we saw 26 minutes in Game 5, so I think 28-29's fair game. I mean, they can't really play Del Vadova in this series. I mean, he, he's been getting, what, four or five minutes a game? Oh, he lost his rotation spot to Mo Williams. <laughs> yeah, like, basically, you have to give, you have to go with Shumpert. And, by the way, I'd like to see Mo Williams play more, by the way. I think that'd be awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, I if I'm Lou and I saw what I saw, and you're going to need LeBron to go off to win mm-hmm. this game again, uh, and Kyrie, too. So yeah. if if you're on offense to say, hey, you know, live with the quote-unquote hero ball of LeBron and Kyrie, and then invest your other three players on defense. Yeah, um, that's true. Do whatever you can to limit Golden State on offense and just ride LeBron as much as you can on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can. I mean, LeBron is – when he's when, when he's hitting jumpers, you cannot stop LeBron. Like, yeah, he'll hit four of eight from three. Yep. I don't know if he'll do that again, but paint. still. Jeez. Yeah, he had 23 points uh, in the, out of the paint in games one through four and then 20 in game <laughs> five. Like it, it was just all out LeBron, man. He was so good. He was on uh, another level. Do you yeah, see- the thing I said about Williams, though, is like you add another ball handle to the floor, you take a little bit of pressure off Irving and James. So I think like the end of the first quarter, into the third quarter, I think you can go with Mo Williams more. Yeah, you're going to have to rest argument. Kyrie at some point. So yeah. I don't know. I'd probably rather just go with. I mean, would you play Shumpert at the point um, just to get? No. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even run so the either. point at uh, Georgia Tech, so I wouldn't do that. No. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's not going to handle the ball anyways. Like stag, like kind of the way that uh, Billy Donovan would do with Kyrie, and same thing with Terry Stotts, where you would kind of stagger your two stars. Like mm-hmm. Terry Stotts would take C.J. McCollum out midway through the first, put him back early second, yeah. where Lillard would come out late first, come back. Mid-ish second, uh, that way you have one of your main guys. So that, that's kind yeah. of an option. And then you know you're putting Shumpert at quote unquote point guard, but he's not handling the ball. He's right. basically the point guard defender. So he would defend whoever is kind of running the show, Livingston, uh, Clay, all those guys. So. The Dante Exum role. Yeah, man. Another guy who uh, Tony Jones uh, is all. People are always tweet, uh, for Salt Lake Tribune. People are always tweeting him on how he. he <laughs> Like, people hate Exum, and he's yeah. always, like, fighting that battle. And I'm with them, man. Uh, Exum, mm-hmm. they were, what, like, uh, a 65 winning percentage ball club uh, mm-hmm. when he started or something like that. They were, they were good, a top man. 10 defensive team, too. It might oh, be yeah, top they're number five. One. I think they were number one uh, defensive efficiency after the break last season. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, he's a really good wingspan, young. We'll see how the ACL uh, tear reacts with him. But coming along, he's uh, apparently close to 100%. Yeah, 20 years old, too. Yeah, man, so young. They say he might play for Australia, too. I, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's kind of risky. But. Very risky. Jazz probably do not want that, man. Yeah. I, mean, he, I still like to see it, though, just just because I'm a basketball fan. But Yeah, he, so he's going on 11 months, right? He tore I believe in, so, August, yeah. tore in August. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, when he gets out there in the Olympics, uh, it's going on pretty much a full year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who haven't we hit yet? Um Anything you want to add on Kyrie? I mean, I don't think 41 points is a repeatable thing. Do you see him being – he's been 35 points per game in the last three, though. So do you see um, – what do you think he factors into this? Uh, I'm looking at 32 points, seven assists. I mean, he's been awesome, man. Like, 
when the Cavs are winning, LeBron James is all lovey-dovey with Irving. When they're not, he doesn't even look at him. Yeah, that was great, <laughs> so, man. So, so he was hugging him after game five. So yeah. Did you maybe see, that gets him some confidence. Did you see uh, the uh, post game where some uh, reporter asked him, what date did you you and LeBron gel together? It was great. They, they were really cracking up. and I didn't see that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. They were uh, talking about, like, uh, like I don't know a date, and LeBron was talking to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, the, the day LeBron said he's coming back to Cleveland is the day that I gelled with LeBron. <laughs> what about what about the high-five controversy we love? Did he oh, get left hanging? <sighs> Lil Kev. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that that guy is, is such a, a magnet for good and bad, man. Like the little yeah. Kev thing was so great. Richard, Richard <laughs> Jefferson, uh, who takes, who's taking minutes away from him now, you know, he had, he had the t-shirt and put Snapchat stuff on him. It's so good. Like it's, it's such a great storyline. Uh, anything else you want to add here? One other stat I looked up that I just wanted to share was about Kyrie. LeBron assisted Kyrie four times. Uh, and he, a pass to him, I think, 17 times. And off those passes, Kyrie was 7 of 8 from the field with four threes. So we're talking about a 113 effective field goal percentage. Uh, wow. And then also LeBron James had the, didn't, you know, he played pretty big minutes and he, only, he had the fewest passes uh, in a finals game. So huh. it was straight hero ball, man. Um, and yeah, do it. I mean, people hate that. But I mean, Kyrie, he's always been an isolation scorer, LeBron. Uh, right up there, especially if you can get to the rim. But it's going to be a lot tougher getting to the rim. Uh, and he wasn't Draymond. even that. Yeah, he wasn't even that dominant. At the, usually, when you see LeBron drop forty, he's going to the line a ton. He's getting fifteen, sixteen shots at the rim. Uh, I think he was eight of eleven in the paint, uh, mm-hmm. six and nine uh, at the rim, three feet in. So something to throw out there. So who do you got tonight? I am taking the Warriors. Uh, I know they're dogs, but um, I just feel like I just feel like Curry's due mm-hmm. for for. It just feels like a Curry night to me. Uh, it feels like a Splash Brother night to me. Yeah, I mean Clay too. Like we saw Clay drop 37, 20. It looked like he was going to go off yeah. in, in the first half. He had twenty three. Yeah. Uh, he only had five three pointers in the first four games, and he hit six in game five in the first half. Uh, it was like, all right, Clay's dropping fifty because he's been a slow starter, but nope, yeah. Shumpert, man. But still, what about what about you? Yep, definitely Warriors. I go Warriors by ten. Like by the Cavs 10. aren't going to shoot that hot again. They're not like, yeah, they shot well in the first few rounds, but that's against Detroit Raptors. <laughs> I mean, this is the Warriors. They got Draymond back. It's over. Yeah, top five defensive defense defensive efficiency. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a whole new animal with Draymond out there. Uh, even though and they they weren't even great where they're usually great. They're usually great in the paint with LeBron, and they just weren't. They were awesome outside of the paint in mid range. They were fifty two percent on mid range. Uh, all those threes, man. It, it's just an anomaly to me. Yep. All right, so not much news the past couple days. Just hit that real quick. Uh, we talked about the Jimmy Butler a little bit on Tuesday with Ryan. Uh, apparently, the Bulls want Wiggins. That news was just coming out on Tuesday pod, so now we have some time to stew on it. And we didn't get your take on that. So mm-hmm. if you're the Bulls or the Wolves, do you think this deal makes sense for either either party? And what are you willing to give up if you're the, the Wolves? Okay, I love I love Jimmy Butler. We both love Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Andrew Wiggins too. If I'm the Wolves, I'm keeping that core together. Wiggins is on a cheaper deal. You have cap space. Carl Anthony Towns is probably one. He's one of the best players in the NBA right now, but they're not a championship team yet. So just stick with your young core. 
keep your uh, keep your salary cap open. You don't need Butler right now. I mean, if you can get him with like maybe Muhammad Rubio and a pick, I'd do that. But I wouldn't trade Wiggins. You'd what trade Rubio. You? What would you do? You'd slide the bean at the point then. Yeah, I would trade. I would trade Rubio. I would trade the fifth pick. I would trade Shabazz Muhammad. I would trade Dieng if I had to to get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but I would not trade Wiggins. You don't trade a twenty-year-old potential superstar. Yeah, we saw him kind of turn the corner on threes too, which was big, exactly. a big knock. Um, defense too, like Jimmy Butler's an awesome defender, but Wiggins was also awesome on defense yeah, last after the All Star break. And Jimmy Butler's defense. I would say kind of fell off a little and bit. And that's mainly because of his knee, his knee, though. Yeah, and still, he had, more off- he had way more offensive responsibility, too. Yeah. He was basically uh, the best, I mean, he was the best offensive player on the team. Um, yeah. It's definitely not Derrick Rose anymore. Nope. Uh, the Bulls would love to trade Derrick Rose for anything right now. Good um, luck. Yeah, I, if I would probably, I don't know, man. I feel like Ruby is a little underrated. Uh, and I don't. I, I think that switching Levine to shooting guard has kind of fared way better than I thought. So mm-hmm. I would probably rather trade Levine than I would rather trade Rubio. Um, I mean, you don't need you don't need a shooter um, when you have if you have Butler. So mm-hmm. I'd rather have a better distributor. Like Rubio is a way better passer, better defender, way better defender than Levine is. So I like. I think he'd be a better fit. So I'd be willing to give up the fifth. Levine and whatever else I need to make the, the deal work. Uh, obviously, not giving up Wiggins, like you said. I, I'm probably not as high as Wiggins uh, on Wiggins as you are, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I keep Wiggins, man. Like you said, uh, like we're seeing this now with Golden State having control of your young players, uh, and now with Thibodeau running the show, I think teams will be or players will be more drawn to him too. Exactly, keeping players on rookie deals as long as you can is ideal. Yep, that's really the the why the Warriors are what they've become. That's why uh, the Thunder are what yep, they become, too. I was too. just going to say. Yep. Except the Ennis Cantor deal looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. We I don't care what that. they say. Like That's not a good deal. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous pod. Uh, that they, they, but then again, we didn't think Stephen Adams would be this good. Right, so, that's true. I mean, if if the Thunder knew what they knew now, obviously they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But uh, at the time, it didn't seem terrible, right? Yeah. I mean, not not shocking, but now... Now they're kind of strapped in free agency. They can get they can get Durant back, but what else can they do now? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all their like, cat space. It's so hard to quantify defensive impact, man. Yep. And and, and we've really seen that at times. Like Kevin Love, Cantor, these guys who us fantasy people we love those guys mm-hmm. uh, who put up the huge stat lines. But uh, just like the Rubio Levine thing, you know, like we see the stats and we see Levine dunking. We see all these great glorified things about his game had a great great postseason run but just mm-hmm. not being great on defense it, it's just I, yep. I feel like i don't know i, I really appreciated defense more in the past year or two I guess. right um because I, I i've fallen victim to fantasy stat lines uh, for obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh so, something kind of cool to, to stew on it's something to think about with free agency to keep in mind uh, so a team having good fortunes all of a sudden here is the 76ers, which sounds very weird to say. Yeah. Uh, Poor Hanky, that... man. All the good luck coming after he leaves. And they it's... knew that. Everyone knew that. This was the yep. year, man. And then they win the lottery right after. Like, oh, it's so cold. Yep. Like, can, can we get a Sam Hinky book, please? I would read <laughs> I every, every word of that thing, man. man I, if I I'm Hinky, I'm just – I don't care if I'm like – like the accountant for the team. I'm staying on there until they get the first pick. Then I'm leaving. Like, yeah, my man. job is done. He did, like, he shouldn't he, have left that soon. You know, because we both like Hinky. Like, 
the process, yeah, it's, it, the process sucked, but they're there now and they're set up for the future. It worked. Yep. It worked. <laughs> like, they tanked on purpose. And every year, one there's one happy locker room at the end of the season. Everybody else yep. isn't, didn't win. <laughs> so, yep. like, if you're going to lose, if you ain't first, you're last, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, um, Dario Saric reportedly from a Croatian newspaper, very weird source, but it looks mm-hmm. pretty legit. Uh, has a 99% chance. Uh, the Sixers can only, I think, pay for 600 grand of his buyout. So Saric himself is going to have to pay for a lot. The Sixers could help him with um, a little bit of a. He he has a restriction on his rookie deal and all that uh, mm-hmm. from rookie scale stuff. But they'll work something out where he won't be, you know, he won't be living on the streets in Philadelphia on Broad Street or anything. Right. Um, so what do you do? With, it sounds like Ben Simmons is going to go there, who basically plays a similar position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joel Embiid. I mean, the 76ers are a very, very interesting team to watch. But uh, And also, Saric, in, in the playoffs, he had a 66 true shooting percentage um, in the last 11 games, 13 points per game. I mean, really, really good numbers, really grown. I like what I saw from him last year in FIBA uh, playing mm-hmm. for Croatia. What, what do you think about him, fantasy impact? And There's a lot of stuff we got to think about with, with the Sixers. Well, Ben Simmons is probably going to play the four. Um, Saric is probably going to play the four, too. Now, they say they can play a three. I just don't see them playing the three at the next level too much. I mean, they can, but the 76ers have to move it big or else I'm not going to draft either one of them in fantasy. Yeah. Um, they have to move it big. There's just too many guys right now in the front court. Yeah. They Jahil, Okafor, Embiid, Noel, Simmons. You got to play Jeremiah Grant at the four some. I mean, so many players there. Yeah. The, uh, I, I am the, one of the biggest Jeremy Grant fans on the planet, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not excited for next season. Yeah, uh, I think I've vined like every highlight of Jeremy Grant's NBA career, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I watch way too much Sixers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, you can't really be bullish on Saric right now. Um, like I said, I love I love his skill set coming into the NBA. Great shooter, has some length. Um, I thought he was pretty solid on defense. Um, but yeah, he's gonna be a nice little bench piece. I see him as like a twenty-one, twenty-two minute a game guy. Uh, yeah. Assuming they do deal a big, um, just, I thought at first it wasn't bad to have those three guys, but after what I saw from Okafor and Noel didn't really take any steps forward on the offensive end, really uh, leaned on Ish Smith for most of his output, um, which is nice and all. I mean, like we just said, defense is pretty important, but yeah, uh, uh, it's crazy how Okafor is so they're both one dimensional. You know, mm-hmm. Oleo very offensive, and Noel very defensive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's crazy. But Ben Simmons, uh, I haven't seen enough on him yet. I've, I've seen more on Sarge uh, than I have on Simmons, which probably sounds crazy. But, um, yeah, like his numbers look all right. Uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of like Wiggins, where high high ceiling, but yeah. seems a little bit, it's going to take him some time. Uh, and I think Brandon Ingram, who, by the way, I saw him uh, do a vertical jump, and he apparently could touch the top of the backboard. Yeah, <laughs> that, guy, that guy can leap, man. Yeah, that's your boy, right? I like Brandon Ingram, and I like Jalen Brown. Another yeah, guy, Marquise Chris. Those are probably my three favorite prospects. I'm not huge on Ben Simmons. I mean, he couldn't lead LSU to the tournament. Like, that's not good. You yeah. know, you're supposed to be the number one pick. Like, if LeBron James was in college, would he lead his team to the, the NCAA tournament? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're saying all these comparisons to, like, LeBron. Oh, I hate it that. Just, I hate it. I hate, I hate comparisons so much. Yeah. Like, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I never do comparisons. I did one comparison, like where I said Jalen Brown and Stanley Johnson, but that's the most you'll see me do. Yeah, like, I, ha- hate it. I mean, we have to do it, but stop comparing people to LeBron, man. Just don't do it anymore. 
And stop yep. calling him the next Steph Curry. Stop calling people the next LeBron. Like LeBron is a once in a generation, once in a lifetime. By the um, way, poor Buddy Heald. People are going to think he's Steph Curry coming in the league, and they're they're going to be very disappointed. I can't believe his three point percentage jumped up that much. Like it jumped up nine percent. Uh, yeah, and change last year. Like I don't know. If it's he's so good, but he's never gonna live the expectations now, just because people throw the curry. Even at the draft lottery, they're like, "So you've been drawing comparisons to Steph Curry? Like that's just so unfair." Yeah, it's he definitely is not the ball handler of Curry. It's from I don't, no. I've only seen like two or three healed games. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so a couple. One other thing I wanted to mention was Nate Robinson getting a tryout for the Seattle Seahawks. A uh, fun little wrinkle, and I love seeing that the Rotor World Football guys uh, created a page for him. <laughs> and they didn't put his. Yeah, they don't have a picture for him yet. Like, come on, man, steal, steal our picture. Like, it's all good. We're, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, so, just what do you think about this? Well. Pete Carroll said, I guess looked at that and said, Pete Carroll said it's all but impossible for Nate Robinson to play in the NFL. Uh-huh. So I guess it's not looking good. Yeah. Nate I, just, Rob- I just don't. He's, he's, over the, he's over the hill. And he's 32. Short. I mm-hmm. mean, it's hard to be a 5'9 corner when you're 23. <laughs> um, and now he's flipped that <laughs> yeah. number to 32. And yeah, yeah I mean, Robinson, obviously, he's, he's, he's athletic for really anyone uh, at any mm-hmm. age. But, I mean, you have to be – and that's what he's built his career on is being the most athletic player on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, But preseason, the two games with the Pelicans, he was not vintage – he hit the, the 31-year-old mark, and he really <laughs> had a tailspin, man. And that's – I mean, that, I'm a tailspin for an NBA player. Like, I'm not saying he's, like, in a wheelchair. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of knee injuries. Yeah, man. A lot. He's, He's uh, that's what ha- all that athleticism could catch up to you. Which is um, when I had uh, Samus Fondiari on, we were talking about that a little bit. Uh, how mm-hmm. what happens with Westbrook? Like he's insanely athletic, yeah. and he's gonna hit. He's pretty much at peak right now, so he's gonna start going down. Like is mm-hmm. he gonna have a sharp decline? It, it's just such a mystery. Could be like maybe like a thirty-two year old after thirty-two, he's gonna be kind of not useless, but just like. Not elite anymore. I think yeah. thirty-two is probably the limit for him. Yeah, I mean, he Derek, he, Ro- Derek Rose has already been. He aged six years because of the injuries. Yeah, Derek Rose. <laughs> but his heart's not even in it, though. Like I don't, that's true. I don't mean to call him out, but he's openly said that, like, what the interview in October when he was saying, someone asked him a question and. On his own oh, yeah. court, he, said, he was like, he yeah. He didn't want his leg to be sore like when he's yeah. sitting down at his, like, his son's or Yeah, exactly. Or like like he's, he's openly saying that he doesn't really want to play. And yeah. He's going to probably be after this. I mean, I don't see him playing beyond his next contract. And I, mean, I agree. People, people aren't. I mean, what do you, what do you even pay Derrick Rose? Like, <laughs> if, uh, he's, he's not going to get anywhere near the money he just got. And, no, I, I'm I'm guessing ten million per year. There's going to be a desperate team like the Knicks or something like that'll give him that. Like but two just because years? of the salary cap, like a Rondo you know? kind of thing, which is yeah, maybe year. like a one year tryout deal. Yeah, I just I don't I wouldn't want him. He's so bad on defense. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be at least twenty five better point guards than Rose. One of the worst efficiency players in the NBA. Like it's crazy. I actually counted yesterday because oh. I saw some argument on with like Steve Kyler from Basketball Insiders. He's saying that Rose is a top fifteen point guard. No. Nah. No, and I counted. I counted. I believe twenty-two that were better than him. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe more, man. And then with mm-hmm. more coming in, like Chris Dunn looks pretty. And the Bulls are apparently high on Chris Dunn. Yeah, I think they'll get him or him, Jamal Murray. You think? You think they trade, trade up? up then? 
Yeah, they have to trade up yeah. to get them. Yeah. Those, those are top seven guys, so. For sure. Well, do you think the Celtics make a move, too? We talked about this with Ryan the other day. Yeah, the Celtics are going to make a move, man. They got they have eight picks. I mean, come on. Like, what are they? And they have so many first round picks that didn't even play this year. Like, what are they going to do with all these guys? You know, they're going to have to make they're going to have to make so many filler deals. Like, throw RJ Hunter in a deal, throw Rosier in a deal, just to make things work. Like, James Young's gone, by the way. He's going to be cut. oh, he's done, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be cut. Everyone knew that was a bad pick at the time. Like, that yeah. was, that was he picked. They picked him over Rodney Hood, right? If I remember. Um, I think it was like 17th pick, and I think Rodney Hood was 18. Yeah, it was like right Something before like Hood. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's oh, well. he's a, he's definitely not going to pan out. But I mean, that's what happens. Not a lottery first yep. round. Young picks. had upside. Like if he reached the potential, he's, he would have been awesome because he's athletic, hit the three, but it just didn't work out for him. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Longer pod than I thought. Hey, never stop talking about the NBA for sure. Best I- league. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing um, a lot of stuff in the like we just said. There's so much this off season, man. Like, there's really no break. So we're gonna probably do every Tuesday, Thursday, and then maybe Saturday. And then if something big happens, we'll obviously pot it up. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm not making my uh, pegboard in my garage, yeah, <laughs> I'll to find some other old man project <laughs> <laughs> to keep me nearby. All right, so um, we both got the Warriors tonight. Um, I will add uh, a quick little aside that if LeBron goes off, all bets are off. Um, if LeBron mm. goes off, they're gonna, I mean, it's pretty much as far as it goes. Like, if LeBron goes off, they're going to win. Yep, exactly. Oh, by so, the way, free Taco Bell today, right? Is that today? Oh, what? When, oh, yeah. When, um, because when the Warriors won a road game, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Forgot so I think today that. is the free Taco Bell day. So go Great. get your taco. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I've, like seen, that place. I've seen way too many uh, how the sausages are made for Taco Bell <laughs> to, to kind of swear. I, I won't eat Taco Bell. Uh, hopefully, I, don't, I haven't seen any Taco Bell advertisements on Rotor World. So, uh, yeah, the only fast food I eat is uh, Chick Fil A. That's about it now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of, I haven't really been a fast food guy. I don't know. I like to eat at fine in restaurants. Yep. I wait the the font to put um, a chandelier with chicken bones on it. <laughs> I would go to Chipotle more, but apparently everyone died when they went there, yeah, so I guess crazy. I'll stop I used to love for a while. Chipotle, man. Yeah, that's my place. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been there really since the the whole Chipotle epidemic. Yeah, I have to sneak there now because my wife's like, "Don't eat there." <laughs> Chipotle, Chipotle Geddon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get out of here on Chipotle Geddon. Um, yep, you guys that's good. enjoy your free tacos if you want it. Um, be careful. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we have game seven to talk about. Uh, hopefully we're wrong, right? Yep, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so we're out of here. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jonas. Thanks, man. Have a good one. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.